Always a schus to be together. Schus to walk away from Shabbos Kaidish, which we never want to walk away from, but straight into Torah, straight into Chizik, straight into Soros. It's always very, very special. Before we begin, just want to want to thank you know Julia Julia Blumenthal happens not to be here tonight because she's running a Chesed mission in Puerto Rico. Just want to when she's not here, you know when you Befneha, you can only say mixas shvacha. You're only supposed to give a little bit of shavach to somebody when they're in front of you. So she's not here. So I want to give extra karsatov to always helping out in every way things that people don't even know to help with the shear and make sure the shear is going on and. She's in Puerto Rico sending out reminders about Sheer. And tonight, making sure we're still on, we'll explain in a moment. And in every way, in every way, so just appreciate and give a karstov to you. It's simcha and bracha for her and a beautiful mishpacha. So I have to start tonight just by giving a karstov to the Rabbonu Shalom and sharing the nisim that I've had the schus to go through over the last couple days, which wasn't planned at all and what we were going to talk about, Bez Hashem. Somehow, somehow, over the years, when I've had Zoycha, had this, been Zoycha to incredible Nisim from Hashem, it's always right before our Matzah Shabbos year. I've had this close over the years many times to share very special Nisim and just feel so important that's the way to give Akar Satov to the Rabbani Shalom. By sharing the bracha that Hashem bestows upon us with others. To see Hashem, to know Hashem's by our side, always taking care of us. So for the past three months, really from the beginning of November, Ma'esh Eschayel, who's, who's a malach, who's incredible, you know Ma'esh Eschayel, but anything that I'm to do, anything that I'm able to be, anything is all because of her and Monsieur Snefesh that she has for myself, for our family. And since the beginning of November, she really hasn't felt well. All different types of symptoms. Fatigue, fever on and off, night sweats, chills, exhaustion. Like non-stop, literally from the beginning of November. And obviously the first month, you just assume it's just under the weather. And, and then eventually she started going to doctors and running blood tests and all different types of other things. And, and Mamish, like every doctor, is like, okay, little things, but nothing major. Maybe some sort of mono, obviously, right? Maybe some sort of later COVID situation. But nobody really had any clarity. And it just continued. November, December, January. And at times it started to get a little bit scary that it was going on for so long. I was in there so a few weeks ago, davening with some brachas, but really nothing more. And, okay. And she went to all the, every doctor you can imagine. Her regular doctor, a cardiologist, um, a specialist with blood, another rheumatologist finally this week, all different types of doctors. And this past Tuesday she goes to this rheumatologist and he does blood work, everything looked, similar answers, nothing much. Fine. Thursday night, so I was in. I was going to DRS to give. I give a, a shear in DRS first. Senior physic later. I give a, a late night shear in my house for the for the young men. And um, everything was supposed to happen that night. And I get a. I see. I, I missed a couple calls from my wife. I get a few texts. Call me ASAP. And I call her up. It's about twenty minutes before shear. I'm supposed to be giving in DRS and. 
And she says, you have to come home immediately. We got, the doctor says we have to go straight to the hospital. That's all she said, really. I got in the car. I said, okay, I'll be home in two minutes. I ran to another Rebbe. And I asked him if he could give this year. I was supposed to give there because I didn't want to cancel that. Like 10 minutes before it's happening. And ended up canceling my late night year, which I don't think in about 16, 17 years I've ever canceled. And I called, I called a doctor that I'm very close to, a tzaddik, and Ish Chesed, to talk it over with him. Um, a different doctor, Dr. Meir Abitan, who's, who's incredible, and has been incredible help over, this, over these last few days. And um, basically what happened was, they got back a blood culture from my, that my wife took on Tuesday, which no other doctor did a culture, and they all should have. And why they didn't is a good question, but we're not going to focus on that now. And this doctor, really, the type of doctor, this rheumatologist, there's no reason why he should have done one, actually. This was like, everything's nisim in Hashemayim. Like, he, wasn't, he doesn't usually do that. And it was like, just in case everything else doesn't come back, maybe, whatever it was. And like, maybe you'll come back and do it. And then my wife's like, just do it now. And basically, the blood work came back. There was bacteria growing on the blood. When that happens, you, you literally have to rush to a hospital immediately because it means there's an infection in the blood, which if left without taking care of could be tragic. And we run to the hospital, we get to the hospital, to the ER, and you have to be on basically IV antibiotics immediately. And which was done, and obviously we're all night up, all Thursday night I was up in, with my wife in the ER, and eventually 6.30 in the morning we get to a room, and then things were pretty calm. She kicks, tells me to go make sure the kids are okay, to go home, to Avin. I gave Shira a little bit and come back later, we'll figure it out. And they figured out it was an infection in the blood that was in the heart. Eventually we found out. We had to do some tests to confirm endocarditis, if you know of it, whatever it is. And so at that point, we knew, the, we knew, we're pretty sure what it was and what's going to be. So really, Baruch Hashem, you know, you need, she needs IV antibiotics for a few days in the hospital till that Tuesday and then another month at home, which will take care of her, Mitzvah Hashem, and will Bez Hashem have a complete refuah. But there was still a fear on Friday if it left harm, because obviously it wasn't taken care of for a while, and if it harmed the heart and what it was, and we're waiting for those tests, that was, we're davening and... Baruch Hashem, literally minutes before Shabbos, I'm driving, my wife kicked me out for Shabbos. She's like, you gotta be with the kids, I don't want them to be alone. And um, on my drive home, which I got home like 5.10 before Shabbos, the doctor called me and Baruch Hashem, all the tests came back and everything's, the heart's perfect and everything's good. And Bez Hashem, she's gonna have a complete refuah. Bez Hashem is Baruch. But it was a scary day. We're gonna go straight from this year to, to the hospital to be with her, Mir Hashem. But here's what's, here's just, it, was, it was nice because the, doctors, the doctor said to her, that you don't understand, if you didn't come in now, within a day or two, this could have been mamish tragic. And if that doctor, who doesn't usually do it, does this, didn't do that, the, the blood culture, we never would have known. But the Ebishter runs the world, and the Ebishter was taken care of, and it's, it's, it's incredible, the feeling I had on Friday when I heard that, that everything's okay. But let me share with you one story in this, which I, is... Everything's a Rabbi but... So I tell, on, on Friday, I have a son who's married, who's in Ramad Ashkol in Eretz Yisrael. And this all, went, this all happened late Thursday night. He was sleeping, it was 9 o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, whatever it was, here. I didn't speak to him until the morning on, on Friday. So I tell him, you know, what's going on, and to Davin, mommy, he ran. He ran to the Kotel to Davin on uh, Friday afternoon there. 
So he tells me, he's like, Tati, you don't understand. Last week, him and his wife, they ended up, they were going, they went to Berlin for a chasana. It's a whole North story within itself how he ended up in Berlin for a chasana, but one of his close friends, the, the Kala was from Berlin, how that happened, we talk another time, Shidduch can come from anywhere, you know, he just got a daven, Bez Hashem. It's crazy, it was like, so, I don't even know the whole story, but basically the chasana plays music and the Kala is in Berlin and saw his music on Instagram or something, and somehow that, Emmett, that's how this should have happened. So I don't know the exact details, but something like that. So you never know. So him and his wife, once they were going to Berlin, they decided they want to also go, they're going to do a stopover and go to Hungary and daven by Shaila. He's been before and he felt, he's never daven somewhere, he felt closer to Hashem. And he said, I want to daven by Shaila again. He's going to take it, he's never gone there with his wife. They're going to go to Shaila and Karasir. And you, you fly into Budapest, you got to drive three hours. And they went. And I remember last week when they got back, I was talking to my daughter-in-law, She's telling me she's never felt like she. My son already told me from last time she's never felt daven like this in her life. She was like, "Mom, just crying there for an hour." My son told me he, they had a time they were supposed to meet. She came out an hour later because she she couldn't leave. She felt it there. I've never been there. I don't know. But this is what they tell me. I guess I have to go. Now it happened to me. My 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 wife and her mishpacha are very makushra to Shaila. Her my wife's great 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 grandfather. My kids' great 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 grandfather. So it was the Melamed, was the Rebbe of Rav Shaila's children. So we have a cashier to Rav Shaila in ways. Anyway, so my son tells me on Friday morning that when he was at Rav Shaila, and my wife, his mother was, was like for three months not knowing what's going on with this. and He said when he was by Rav Shaila last week, last Thursday, he davened, and this is, he, he davened specifically, he told me, that within a week... Mommy should figure out what's going on. Within a week, we should figure out what's, mommy should figure out what's going on. And he asked of Shiloh to bring this tefillah to the Bonishon. And Kachave, it's exactly a week later, we find out what's going on. He tells me on the phone on Friday. Okay? So that alone, you know, this week's parasha we read, Kabbalah Satorah, and we all know, by Kabbalah Satorah, Kishbarchu brought refuah to everybody. The refuahs are all from Hashem. And through tefillah and through tzchus sadikim, listen. You think that's it? That's the whole story. As he's talking to me, as he's giving me this story about Rishayla, I'm on my phone. I'm on, I'm on uh, speaker, and I see comes in a WhatsApp picture. What's the picture? It's a WhatsApp from a close Talmud among Yehuda Sokol. A picture of him. And he writes, Good Shabbos from Kerestir. And it's a picture of him by Rib Shaila. As Shmuel's, t- my son's telling me this, that I get, Good Shabbos from Kerestir. I'll show you it after. And I remembered that him and his father and another close Talmud of mine Matthew Nathan and his father, they were all on this trip and they were, they were by Rav Shaila for Shabbos. And he's there. Ez Shmuel's telling me how he davened by Rav Shaila, that we should figure out what's, what's the problem, what's the issue with, my, with, with Shandy, with my wife, with Meishat Shail. So I'm, I get this picture of a town, very close to home of mine, at Rav Shaila. So immediately I say, Shmuel, I got to get off because I got to call Yehuda to ask him to, 
to Davin from Mami, he's by Rishayla now. So I get off the phone with, with Shmuel and I call Yehuda. I'm like, he's like, Yehuda, Rebbe, you gotta hear. I'm like, no, 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 I don't have time to hear about the trip. And his father, Adam, I'm super close with these. He's like, Mommy, these are like family to me. He's getting, he's like, they don't know anything about what's going on with my They're like telling me, I'm like, no, no, I can't talk about this now. Just listen to me and I explain to them what's going on. I'm like, listen, Shmuel Davin the week ago to figure it out. So now you're there to be the Shliach to figure, to Davin for a complete refuah. And we still have these tests today to see what's going on. And like, okay, we're going in an hour to Davin. For Kabbalah's Shabbos, Shabbos was about an hour when I spoke to him over there. And he davened for, for Meshra. I got a text from him tonight how they davened there. And it was a few hours later before Shabbos. We found out the Psyrus Tovas, the Baruch Hashem, everything's going to be good and everything's in a good place. And I'll complete your fluency in Shuas. Baruch Hashem, to be able to, I didn't know what was going on. I, you know, I told on. On Friday morning, Thursday night, I don't know if we're going to even have this year. Who knows what would be and where I'd be and how I'd... And still my wife needs her fuos and Be'ez Hashem, Shadav and Rivka Basleya and she'll be in the hospital a few more days. But Baruch Hashem, we're just in a, in a good place and, and now B'derech that the doctors feel and everybody feels and we're going to be in a good place and Baruch Hashem, Baruch runs the world sometimes in ways we don't understand. Sometimes we're zoichet to see and to have, to see refuos and to see Yeshuos and to see... And we should all be zoiche. We should be zoiche first to have the muna and the strength to know that Hashem's running the world even when we don't see. And then to take the chizik when we do see to strengthen that amuna until we see with the, with the ultimate refuah and geula and yeshua with Mishael Sekein and Mishael Sekein. Okay, let's learn. Let's learn. That was just Nakar Satov I needed to start with. And Mitz Hashem, the Torah, the chizik should be a schus for continual refuahs for Shein Dorif Kavasleya, Bez Hashem. So in the days of Shaivavim, when you hear Shaivavim, people think immediately to run like that's for men. And that's for men to work on Shemir Sinayim and Shemir Saguf, and like that's their thing, along with like a lot of other things in Yiddishkeit. Shaivavim is a very special time, and it's for men, it's for women, it's for all of us. Maybe with a different focus. Just to understand what the days of Shaivavim are, we're nearing the end of these days, but we're still there. Shavim is Rashi Teva, Shemos, Ve'era, Bo, Bishalach, Yisro, Mishpatim. Six weeks, <laughs> during these six parashios, we just had Yisro today, so we have one full week left of Shavim. And we know that the parashios, the laning, is Mitzvah Zazman. We don't just lane parashios so that we could go through Chumash every year. Every parasha has depth, every parasha has yesodos, every, every parasha gives us inspiration. And specifically for that time in the year and that week, and whatever we laned now affects the upcoming week and, and lifts us up in different ways. And every parasha has its, its ways. So these six parshas, these six parshas where Bnei Yisrael went to Gaulus, fell to the lowest of places, physically, spiritually, we know we were in the Memtash, Tuma, and were lifted out of Mitzrayim, back to the highest level of humanity, of history, since the creation of the world. At our Sinai, we were on the highest of levels, we were like Adam Arish and Koydim Lechait. And that's what happened during these six weeks. So too, giving us chizik, each and every one of us, during this time of the year, 
can grow, can be lifted to the highest of places. And therefore it's a very big man of tshuva. I know we're, we're learning about this all the way at the very end of this. Truth is, we just haven't been together for a very long time. Vacation, Yisrael, different reasons, whatever it was. But the truth is, you know, by Svirus Omer, the positive, we have seven weeks here, it's six weeks, seven weeks of growth, seven weeks of working in ourselves. The Pazik says, I think it was the Kajas of Magid, if I'm not mistaken, of Yisrael. He learns that Pazik until the very, until the final week, till the end of the final week, you could still count 50 days. Meaning you could grab on and have as if you counted all 50 days. So too, until the final week, here it's six weeks, right? Until the final week, even if we haven't, put in the effort and the males and tshuva that we... This is a very special time. Very, very special time to grow, very special time to work on ourselves. In what way specifically? So we've mentioned already that famously the days of Shoivim for men are here to work specifically on Shemir Zainayim and Shemir Zebris and Yonim that are generally in Natshayich for women. For each and every one of you. Although on some level, of course it is. We have to all remember, we have to know that what we look at has an effect on who we are. It leaves a roishim, it leaves an imprint. We have to make sure that our eyes are only seeing things that are appropriate. That's for men and women alike. For the most part, that Indian is much more a focus for men. So what are the days of Shaivim for each and every one of you? There's no question that the focus has to be on the Einayim as well, has to be on the eyes as well, but in what way? And don't forget, by the way, when we talk about the Avoidah for a man and the Avoidah for a woman, sometimes wrongly, we think of that in the wrong way. And we think about one being more Chashiv than the other. The Torah perspective, which is the objective truth, that men and women are different. And therefore we have different focal points in life. Different avoidum. But that doesn't mean better or worse, it's just different. We're equally special. But the world only understood that. The world, Lo'aleinu, unfortunately, people feel we have to be exactly the same and have all the same roles, and that creates destruction. It's ruining the world. The relationships in the world that are, you can't have a continuity to the world. The Torah understands that men and women are so special, men and women are different, men and women have their own roles, and therefore their own focal points in life. Each and every one of you is so chashev. The nashim said kanios, just because you don't have similar chayuvim, all of Purim, all of Chanukah, all of Pesach, all of the gulos, only afin hayubos and ace, we're nashim said we're equally special, we're all special. So what's the focus point of Shoivim for each and every one of you? So I want to take us back to the beginning of Shemos. After all, Shoivim begins with Shemos. And the introduction to maybe, arguably, the most special person to ever grace this earth, Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, our greatest leader, Moshe Rabbeinu, who spoke to 
Kaddish Baruch Hu Bas Baklari Ami'ira face to face like no other human being in all of history who had the highest love of Nevuah so what's the initial re, the initial introduction to Moshe Rabbeinu what's the first action of Moshe Rabbeinu the first time we have Moshe Rabbeinu doing anything because that seemingly should be the Yisod the foundation of the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu the greatest Jew to ever grace this earth Moshe Rabbeinu is born, and we all know the Maisa, Moshe Rabbeinu is put into the water, and by Yabeth power saves him, we'll come back to this, names him Moshe. And then finally we have the first action of Moshe Rabbeinu, before any words. Pasha Shemos, Perak Beis, Pasukir Aleph. We focus on his, on his Enayim, on him seeing. Vayhi bayamam haim, it was in those days. Vayigdal Moshe, Moshe got older. Vayetel Achav, he went out to his brothers. Vayar b'sivloso. He's Vayar, he saw their suffering, he saw their pain. Vayar, and again Vayar, Ish Mitzri Maki, Ish Mitzri Me'achav. He saw one Mitzri, an Egyptian, hitting a Jew. Vayif and Vayar, again Vayar. He looked each way and he saw Ki Enish, there's nobody else there. Vayachas, a Mitzri hit the Mitzri, and he buried him in the sand. Vayar, Vayar, Vayar. All we find time and time again at the beginning of Moshe Rabbeinu's life is the Koyach of his Enayim, his eyes, his caring eyes, his eyes of sympathy, of empathy, of care, of the suffering of another. Moshe Rabbeinu who goes out and somehow through intuition, through his own knowledge, he knows he's a Yid and he sees Yid in suffering and he feels with them. He cares. He feels the pain of another. But in order to do that, you have to have a Nayim, you have to have eyes that care to look at others care about the pain and suffering of others, to want to be there for others. Vayar. What is Rashi there? Vayar b'sivlosam. Nasan eina v'libo. He didn't just see. Nasan eina he gave over his eyes and then his heart. When he saw, he felt leos meitzar To be pained because of them. He felt their pain. He was in pain with them. He felt with them. These are the eyes that each and every one of us needs. These are the eyes of Moshe Rabbeinu who carries us out of Mitzrayim and leads to the Geula. These are the eyes we need. And we know this from the, from the beginning of Moshe's origin. We can understand where Moshe acquired such eyes, such caring eyes. Because it's very strange. Moshe Rabbeinu, we all know, he's placed into the water when his mother Yocheveh has to give him up fearing for his life. And Ba'ya Basparo pulls him in. And it's Ba'ya Basparo, the Pasuk right before this Pasuk of Ayar, B'Tiblosam, V'atikra Shemo Moshe, V'atomer min She names him Moshe. Because she pulled him in from the water. Our name is our essence. Our name incorporates and encompasses everything that we are. Our name can tell us about all our midos and our mahus, who we really are our strengths, our weaknesses, what we need to work on, what our purpose is. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Medrash tells us, had ten names. And of course he had ten names. If our name is our essence, Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest Jew ever graced this earth, needed ten different names to fully encompass his greatness. Like we see by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so many names. So Moshe Rabbeinu had ten names, beautiful names. Chever, 
that he attached us to HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Shemayim. Yered, he brought down Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu to each and every one of us. Avigdor, he was the father of Gedarim, he fenced in all the Kedusha of Torah. Beautiful names. And of all the names, the name that we use, the name that we call, to, call him, the name that we refer to him by, the name of Moshe, because it is a name that Baya, an Egyptian princess, gave him because she pulled him in from the water, which seemingly has nothing to do with his essence, all to do with Baya herself. Why is that the name we call him by Yikra El Moshe? That Akash Baruch Hu calls him. Of all the names. In his Hail Gasichas Musr, he shares the most incredible insight. He explains the Moshe Rabbeinu was named Moshe by Ba'ya. And that name is the essential name of his life. That name is the most important name of his life. Because she pulled him in from the water. When Ba'ya Paro pulled Moshe in from the water, she acted with those same caring eyes, with tremendous self-sacrifice for another. She saw the pain and suffering of another. She says, I have to help. She felt his pain. She had those caring eyes, Vayar. And she put her life at risk. There was a decree at the time that every Jewish baby boy should be killed by her own father. And what does she say? I'm going to defy him. Because I could care for another. The pain of another. Minamayim and Shisiu. Rechaim Shalavis explains in various rayas in Torah that when you act upon someone in a particular man- manner, that becomes part of them. They absorb, they're influenced by you. When Bayabas Paro acted upon Moshe by pulling him in with tremendous Messias Nefesh and love and empathy and care, with those caring eyes, it was embedded within Moshe Rabbeinu for his life and he became that type of person. He became that caring person. He became the person that puts another Jew above himself. He became the person that Vayar B'Sivlosam sees and feels the pain of another. And he becomes our leader because that's the greatest, most important character trait of a leader of Klai Yisrael, of every member of Klai Yisrael. And that's the Yisod to bring us out, to bring Geula to the world. And it's all encompassed of Min HaMayim that act represented, that care, that love, those eyes that sees another in pain and says, I have to help, I'm there for them. Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's Moshe Rabbeinu of Ayar B'Sivlosam, that's Meitzah Aleihem, that cares and feels do we have these eyes of care? Do we have these eyes that looks at another in need and is there for them without being asked? Do we have eyes that saw the images on Erev Shabbos Kodesh in Erev Yisrael, that terrible terrorist attack? Found out more tonight. Do we have eyes that felt that pain? Eyes that care. Eyes that care for another. And don't only think about ourselves and what nice coat we need, a nice outfit we need, a nice car we need, and even nice chasen that we need. But eyes for others. There was a Jew who taught us how to carry guys. There was a Heilig Yid, Shlomo Karbach, Natsal. Shlomo was not just the greatest Jewish composer since David Melech. Shlomo was not just the greatest storyteller. He was Makarev, thousands and thousands of Yidin. In fact, he was a massive Talmud Chacham as well. And we give Shurim, his Rosh Hashiva, we had Tzvichel from Ravarim Kaltler, Zechazan Kashvrach, once called Rav Moshe Feinstein, said, I have the next Godal Adar learning by me. 
was learning in Lakewood, Smicha from Varan. He decided to take his koyches towards Kirim, being Mashpia, because he said after the Holocaust, when six million were murdered, Hashem Yerachim, and he saw the assimilation of the world, he saw Jews falling into the immorality of society. He said, I have to be there to lift up Yidin. He went to learn by and gave over his life to Kirim Mashpia on Yidin. He used to give a shear in the Diamond District, in the 40, on 47th Street. Big diamond dealers, top diamond dealers. One time at the end of this year, one of the Yidin came over to him, very prestigious individual. Says, Rabbi Shlaima, you give such a beautiful Torah, changing the world. Why do you spend so much time with the lowest members of society? Rabbi Shlaima would know, would be known, I spend so much time with homeless people in the jail cells, lifting up the souls of those in jail. Why do you spend so much time with these lowly individuals? You have to say, like, get yourself out of the, the gutter. You're too special. Shlaima looks at him. Shlaima said, you're a diamond dealer, right? So if I show you a million dollar diamond, you know it's a million dollar diamond? Of course. I'm a bucky, I'm an expert, that's my field. What about when it's right out of the mine? And it's dirty, and it has still a lot of schmutz on it, and it has the other rocks on it, it needs to be carved, it needs to be polished, it needs to, until you see the beauty in it. So Don Taylor looks at Shalom, and he, again, I'm a bucky in this, I see beyond, I see the diamond in the rough. I would see and know it's a million dollar diamond straight out of the mine. Shalom looks at him and says, so too. I'm also a diamond dealer. But I deal with a diamond called the Neshama. And you on the outside might see hidden people that on the outside look so dark and so full of schmutz. I see beyond. I see the diamond in the rough. I see the Kedusha within. I see the Chelek Elakamim mamish within. I see the diamond inside. That's why I'm spending time with all these beautiful Yidin. It's the eyes. The eyes of Rishlam, the eyes that we need to have when we look at others. The caring eyes, when we see someone in pain, we see... We see them, we've got to be there for them. But every year we have to look at them. They're so special, so kadosh. It's also we have to look at ourselves. Realize how special we are. With these caring eyes. The caring eyes of Moshe. Rabbeinu, the caring eyes of Shlomo Karabach. Caring eyes that will lead to our geula. The ultimate geula as well. So an incredible tire of the Tzvarish Shleimah, the Radamska Rebbe. says, you know, each and every one of us is connected an ice in the Torah. It's connected a letter in the Torah. We know there's a famous remez to this, the acronym Yisrael, where B'nai Yisrael, Yisrael could stand for Yesh, Shishim, Riboy, Oisil, the Torah. It's Rashi Tevos. There are 600,000 letters in Torah because every member of Kalei there are 600,000 Yidin that left Mitzrayim. We know there were many more, but those were Ikra, those were the Nishamas. We were built on 600,000. The 600,000 core Nishamas of Kalei Yisrael. And there are 600,000 letters in Torah. In fact, there's more like 300,000 letters in Torah. It's another Torah from another time we once gave Shira that. 600,000 black letters, but each one is connected a white letter meaning it's on parchment, and the space in between that allows that letter to shine, without the backdrop, without the parchment, without the white letters, 
You can't have the black letters. They can't exist alone. And therefore, if there are 300,000 black letters, there are 300,000 white letters that are the foundation of the black letters. Kodesh Kedoshim, for another time, we'll get into. But therefore, every yin is connected to a letter in the Torah. And that's why it is, by the way, if you have a Sefer Torah, and one letter is missing. One letter. One little yud. You know how small a little yud? You ever look at a Sefer Torah? I don't know if you have a little yud. One little, you're in the middle of laning. And one little yud you see is missing. You close up the Torah. It's possible. Of course, you could be metaka. You could fix it. You have to, but for now, it's possible. You have to use another Sefer Torah. One little letter, the whole Torah is possible. Because if the letters represent each member of Klai Yisrael, each one of us is so special to Hashem, each one of us is so Kadosh, Hashem wants each one of us in the world. Every morning we wake up, we say, Thank you Hashem for waking me up. How great is your Amun me? If I woke up this morning, it means I'm so special, and Hashem wants me here, and needs me here. And therefore, one letter in the Torah missing, the entire Torah is possible. Realize how special you are. How holy you are. Listen to the Radomsker says. He says, when Moshe Rabbeinu saw one Jew, see, first he saw a Mitri hitting a Jew. That was the first Bayar. But then he saw a Yid hitting another Yid. So one Yid hitting another Yid. It's the very next Pasuk. When he saw another Yid hitting another Yid, he said, that's why I understand why the Gullus is here. That's why I understand what we're going through. Now I finally understand. Hashem, Hashem will be Kabbalah and deal with all the things that we do, but not when we don't get along with each other. One Jew is hitting another Jew is this Gallus. And the Redemption says, you see where we see this? When one Jew hits another Jew, so it's like one letter, letter touching another letter. Because each letter is connected in Neshama. When two letters in the Torah touch, the Torah is puzzle. That's the halacha. Because it's like two yidin touching each other, hitting each other. In a way that we don't want. So that's when Gaulus comes. Gaula will come when we have caring eyes, when we care about each other, when we love each other, when we're there for each other, when we're doing for each other. We, we do, but do we do enough? We're putting others above ourselves. Are we doing it proactively, not just reactively? And we'll bring Gaula. You know, over the last couple of days, specifically the last couple of days, it's been one day, Erev Shabbos, this whole, with my wife, everything, I mean, began three months ago, but really what we've been going through started late Thursday night. If I tell you the love and caring eyes I've seen from so many Yidin in one day with such a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood and such beautiful people. So I go with my wife into the hospital Thursday night, so we're up all night in the emergency room, finally get into the room in the morning. About 6.30 in the morning, she, threw, she sends me home. She says I should go home to make sure the kids are good. To daven, to give a, share, a little bit of my share in the morning. And then I get home and I'm doing some errands before I'm going to go back to her to bring her things for Shabbos. She didn't want me to stay with her for Shabbos because she says that I should be with the kids for Shabbos. It would be more important. She wanted that, to whatever she wants. And I'm at home, and, and there's a knock at the door, and a guy comes with this massive box from traditions. Every single food on the menu, I've never seen anything. Six different types of chicken, and kogel, and soup, and fish, and, and side dishes, everything you could imagine. I have enough food for all of you could have come for Shabbos. But a close Talmud of mine, and his Eshizchayel, who live in, in Florida, I don't want to say their names, they'd be upset at me. They heard this happened, and they didn't know if my wife was home to make food for Shabbos. I mean, she, they knew she wasn't, and therefore they... 
They sent all this. We should have food for Shabbos. Without, they didn't call to ask if they could. They didn't. They 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 saw, and they had caring eyes, and they just sent. And then a few minutes later, the knock on the door, and another very close Talmud comes with desserts for Shabbos—a bunch of beautiful, delicious desserts. And I can tell you, probably on Arab Shabbos, a hundred different people reached out what they could bring, what they could do for me. Incredible, Mikam Chayisrael, who have these caring eyes. Each and every one of us needs these caring eyes. That's the avoid of Shavin. It's not just Shmir Sinayim. It is Shmir Sinayim. Shmir Sinayim doesn't just mean looking at something not appropriate. Shmir Sinayim means watching my eyes to see that I'm using them properly to care for others. To be there for others. To put others above myself. That's what it means. You know, the Mishnah says, Kinna, Taiva, Kavod, Matsiyan, Asadam, and Oilam. You know what takes us out of this world? You know what puts us into the deepest gullus and even throws us out of the world? Kina. Jealousy. I'm jealous of someone else because they have a, a, some patch on their coat. I'm jealous of someone else in their car. I'm jealous even of their, of they have a wonderful life that I think is better than I should have. Because they're married and they already have children. Of course we should all want these beautiful things for ourselves but not be jealous of others because they have it. Kina, I look at someone with my eyes and I have jealousy. Taiva, I have some t- temptation towards something physical, materialistic, with my eyes covered. I want respect. I want other people to look. I look at others. How are they looking at me? That's Motsina Sadam All these terrible midos are all with our eyes. I want caring eyes. I want Moshe Rabbeinu eyes. I want Shlomo Karabachtika eyes. I want eyes that care for others, that look for others, that are humble eyes, that are caring eyes. You know, we all know a very famous Torah in the beginning of B'Shalach, last week's parasha. Right at the beginning, Parakir Gimel, Pasuk Yitches, that HaKash Baruch took us out of Mitzrayim by Yaseva, L'Kim Esam, Derech HaMidbar Yamsuf. HaKash Baruch took us in a roundabout way, we know. V'chamushim olu b'nei Yisrael Mitzrayim. What does the word v'chamushim mean? Pasha Pshat seems from Rashi and others, it means that we were armed, we came up, B'nei Yisrael came out of Mitzrayim armed, Rashi gives another shot, a very famous shot. You've all learned this. Rashi says, "Davarachar chamushim." What does chamushim mean? Echad mechamisha, one fifth. Yatsu went out of its rhyme. Va'ar b'chalakim mesu b'shloshim e'afela. Four fifth died in in Mitzrayim during the days of darkness, so the Mitzrayim wouldn't see and we'd be able to bury them. It's actually a medrash that it wasn't one fifth that left, but one fiftieth. But we'll work with Rashi. It's more famous. It's incredible that one, only one-fifth of Kalyas are left Mitzrayim. Four-fifths perished. Four-fifths weren't worthy. Stop for a moment. We all know the famous Torah that when we were in Mitzrayim, when we left Mitzrayim, we're in the 49th level of Tumah. We're the lowest of low. Halalu of David Zarah, halalu of David Zarah. We were worshipping idols. We were full of immoral. We were totally immoral, unethical. We were walking like the Egyptians. So how are we any different than these four-fifths? The one-fifth, that's what we're talking about, the one-fifth to the left. So what was so wrong with the four-fifths? Well, how are they worse than that? That's the lowest of levels. Comes over from shore and he says, all of that was in Ben Allah Makom, in our, in our moon, in our connection to Hashem, in our Vodzara, in our Taivas, in our temptations, in our immoral ways. 
Those four-fifths also didn't care for each other. Those four-fifths didn't have the caring eyes to care about the pain of another. The ones who left, even with, on the lowest of levels in a lot of ways, they had caring eyes. They were Yarbis of Losim. They saw and cared for others and wanted to help others. Had the proper midos and derech eretz. Hashem says, "You have derech eretz. You have midos. Right? You're serving avodah zara. You're involved in every taiva. I love you. I'm pulling you out of mitzrayim. You're zoicha. You're worthy to be pulled out of mitzrayim. We'll build your your other areas slowly as we do during svirah and eventually by matan torah. But the foundation has to be derech eretz kadmel torah. Before we even talk about torah, you have to have derech eretz. If not, those are the ones that perish. Caring eyes, chavra." Eyes that are caring for others, doing for others, proactively, not just reactively, proactively, looking to help, looking to care for others. So I want to say, maybe that's Pshad in, in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch. In the very beginning of Shulchan Aruch, Simen Aleph, Sif Gimel, right at the beginning, Shulchan Aruch, the way we're supposed to live our lives in our Chaim. So Mechaber tells us, Yosef Kaira tells us, It's befitting for all those who are in awe of God, fear God. She should be pained, be worried. destruction So Pashat, we should have yearnings for Beis HaMikdash. We should be bothered that there's no Beis HaMikdash. Remember a few weeks ago, Zechir bin Yisrael, Standing on the top of Shuvubanim Yeshiva, looking down at Harabayas, looking down at the holiest place in the world, and looking at little kids and their parents playing and running around. Mom is just crying, my heart broke. I was made to Medoy, the Churban We have to think about this and realize not to be so settled and content in Golis, because Baruch Shem, in a lot of ways, we have it so good. But we're reminded, and we, don't, we shouldn't need to be reminded by the terrorist attacks, that we're still in Golis, and we don't have Gula, and I made to Medoy, the Churban Migdosh. Maybe there's another shot. It doesn't just mean Meitzer Vidoig about the fact that we don't have a base of Megdash, but maybe it's Meitzer Vidoig all upon the reason why Chorban Meitzer Megdash came about, uh, concerning Chorban Meitzer Megdash and how it happened and how did the second base of Megdash? Why was it destroyed? The one that we're still trying to be attacking and bring Gula because of Sinas Chinam. You all know that. So maybe also Royal we should be worried Al upon the reason for Khorb Mesa Megdash. Maybe that's what's gonna ultimately bring Gula and realize we're not caring enough, we're not doing enough for others. Otherwise it would have come already. We have to be made to Vidoig about the reason for Khorb Mesa Megdash. Work on our caring, work on our being there for others. Be made to Vidoig the same Lashon by Yarbasiv Losan. By Yarbasiv Losan, Moishrabainu, by Yarbasiv Losan. What does Rashi say? The Yarbis of Losam, Nasan Eina, Valibalis, Meitzar, the same Meitzar Lam, to feel the pain and suffering of others, to be there for others. Happens to be, Rav Shore brings down, if you take the Gematra of Meitzar, Vidoig, to care for others, to feel the pain of others, Meitzar, Vidoig is exactly Gematra 360, was exactly Gematra of Shaivavim. That's our Avoida for Shaivavim, to be Meitzar, Vidoig. Have these eyes, and that's for every every woman, that's for every man, that's for every one of us. The avoid of shayvim is with our inayim. Bayar b'simlosam to be mates of a doig, mates of a doig gematra shayvim. 
And not wait till we're asked. Of course, someone asked us to do something, asked us for a favor, asked us, they're collecting money for someone in need. Proactively, caring, looking to care, looking, you see someone in pain, don't wait for them to talk to you, go to them. Be there for them. Sharing another, share with you another story that happened in our community. Beautiful Yidin of this community. Three blocks away on Central Avenue. I know this personally, every detail. There's a Yid, young man, he's driving down the street. And he sees a woman pushing a stroller, going so slowly, because the stroller's all ripped up and shambles. And the tires are hardly circles anymore, they're more like squares, it's hardly going. Obviously a very poor woman, sadly, push, trying to push this two, three-year-old. His heart breaks. The Yarbis have lost him. He lived a few blocks away, and he just recently got a brand new stroller, and to understand in the right time with Simcha and Bracha. The stroller market these days is like buying a new car. Mom's in the thousands. Just got this very expensive stroller. And he runs home, he puts his brand new stroller into his trunk, and he quickly comes back. He finds the woman like a block up. She hardly got anywhere because her stroller hardly moves. He gets out of the car and he says to the woman, I see, you know, you have the stroller, but I, I just, I, I have in my trunk this extra stroller I don't really need. Maybe you could use it. I see it might be a little bit nicer, a little better. I don't know. She says, really? He says, you don't need it? No, 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 I really don't need it. I have it right here. Can I give it to you? Sure. He goes and he gets the stroller. He opens it up for her. He says, you know, she can't push two strollers. He gets, he says, let me take this one off your hands. I'll take care of it. He takes the old stroller, throws it in the garbage. Only to get home that night and his wife says to him, where's our stroller? And he has to explain, okay, buy a new stroller. Those are Vyarbis of Losam eyes. Those are eyes that are looking to care, to be there for others. Those are eyes of Shaivim. The eyes that are going to bring Gula. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one that brought us out of the tribe. Because Moshe Rabbeinu is Minamayim Shisiu. Moshe Rabbeinu is the one Vyarbis of Losam. Moshe Rabbeinu understands what it is to care for another Yid, put others above himself. His mates are v'doyeg amatrashoyvim. His masan li'enav v'libo. So to each and every one of us. So to each and every one of us has to have those same caring eyes. And then each and every one of us will zoicha to the ultimate gula. Will zoicha to gula b'prat and gula b'chlal. To zoicha to gula shleima. With Mashiach Zekeinu. Bekar of Mamish. We need it so badly. There's too much pain in the world. Too much saras in the world. So let's have these caring eyes that brings the gula. If it was the gula then, it will be the gula again. With Mashiach Lekeinu, Bimheira, Bimheinu. Everyone should have a beautiful week. Simcha, Bracha. Hopefully Bez Hashem will be together again in Bekarov. The time we have next year will be to prepare for, for Purim Bez Hashem. Shloshim Yom Kaitim Lachag already. Looking forward. We should have a beautiful week of Simcha and Bracha.